Not only has it been the classic Washington circus this week, but it seems as though suddenly someone let all the animals out of the cages. The ringmaster is nowhere to be found. The aerialists are afraid of heights. The popcorn machine is not working. And the tent is on fire. And the clowns are sobbing. I know this clown is almost brought to tears this week. It's been a hard week. It's been a hard week because there seems to have been injustice. And yet, depending on who you ask, that injustice is seen in a slightly different way. Polls that have been taken since Friday and Friday's hearing have indicated that folks are pretty much in the camps that they were before last week. And so, there is great division in our land. How we interpret what happened depends largely upon our political perspective prior. And that, that is causing all sorts of divisions. Folks are pointing fingers and, and saying harsh words to people on the other side. Division, they're claiming for themselves to be the voice of reason and of Jesus. If I were to take a poll this morning, first of all, I'd be shot. But second of all, <laughs> if I would be taking a poll here and to see, where are you? My guess is we'd get a similar place. We'd have some folks here and some folks there. Maybe there would be division in this camp. and Maybe it even would be enough to set our roof on fire. But I don't want to talk about that this morning. At least not right way. I want to talk about Chile. Chile. Now I'm not talking about the country of Chile. I want to talk about the thing you make in a pot on the stove. Do you like chili? Now this week, this week I made the first fall chili of the season. Made sure I had a bunch of different meat, the tomato sauce, you stir it, you throw the spices, you, you make it together and you put that on the stove and you let it smell up the house. It's a wonderful thing, chili. About an hour before we were getting ready to serve it, I took two spoons, I dug it in, and I gave one to my wife Katie and said, okay, let's test it out, because chili is a work in progress, right? You got to kind of alter it and adjust it as you go along. So we, we both sampled it, and we looked at each other, and we said, this needs salt. It needs salt. It needs some flavor, just a little dash, and sure enough, that's all it took. This morning... The disciples are caught all up in, in division. Jesus reminds them about salt. Now, salt is an important thing in the ancient world. Salt was extremely valuable. Salt was used not only to flavor foods, but it was also used to preserve them. Salt was so valuable that there are instances where it is used as a currency of sorts. Hey, I got this salt. You got that camel. Let's make an exchange. Jesus uses it as a metaphor for the faithful life 
invites his disciples to be salt, to give flavor, to preserve. Jesus invites, you are the salt of the earth. Have salt in yourselves. Be at peace among you. Have salt. Jesus cautions in both instances that watch it because lest you lose your saltiness. Now if we have any chemists here, you can say, well, that's just silly, right? It doesn't work like that. Salt is salt, right? You don't do anything to salt to make it unsalty because it is what it is. But the salt that was around Jesus' time was filled with all sorts of impurities. And it was the impurities that if you messed with it would change the flavor, would change the properties. When Jesus talks about being salty, he reminds his followers, his listeners to be pure, to be grounded in my name, to be grounded in the love of God. The salt is connected with identity. We've been hearing these last couple of weeks a bunch of stories about Jesus' own identity. What does the being grounded in the name of Jesus mean? Well, Peter raised his hand and got it right and then got it wrong. He said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one of God. And then he went ahead and defined that in political terms. You're the one who's going to kick those Romans out of town. You're the ones running right in on the the white stallion and and solve all the brokenness in the world. You're going to get us back to being successful, whatever that means. Jesus says, no, Peter, you got it wrong. The name of Jesus, the identity of Christ is connected with suffering. It's connected with being in the midst of fire and division. And not taking sides, but instead being present And sharing the love and the grace of God right in the midst of the worst of it. Being present in the midst of the hurt of the world, the injustice, the violence of the world. God creates a space for something different. God creates a space for people to actually be brought together. Creates the space for peace. Creates a space for justice that will treat all and lift up those who are knocked down. Jesus invites his disciples to be salty He invites them to be connected to that kind of love, to that identity that he shares, and invites them to allow that identity to be the first one. And so today, what would it look like if each of us put aside for a moment our divisions, 
and our partisanship. And what if the primary identity we claim is that of our baptism? That God loves us with a love that is deeper and a love that is grander than all of our hurts and divisions. And what if together we started to listen to one another in a way that and didn't reflect this culture of division? What if we were a place where we could share honest differences? What if we could listen in order to understand, not in order to win the argument? And what if as a community, we could work together to lift up those who have been affected by violence and abuse and harassment and maligning of character. What if we could be that salty place that not only gives flavor, but allows for life to be preserved? Jesus invites his disciples to be grounded in his name and his identity. Let us go forth in that identity and live this week. And don't worry about the circus. Let us pitch a different tent.